Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Have you not seen, O Prophet, how your Lord dealt with the army of the elephant? Did he not frustrate their scheme? For he sent against them flocks of birds that pelted them with stones of baked clay, leaving them like chewed up straw. Assalamu alaikum, everybody, and a very warm welcome once again to the Arabic in 60 Steps podcast. This reading was a translation done by Dr. Mustafa Khattab and from Quran.com once again, just like it was in our last episode. Um, so I pray that you guys are very, very well and in the best of health. Um, so in today's episode of the animals in the Quran, we're going to be talking about the elephant. Um, I know I kind of um, hinted in the last lesson that we were um, going to maybe do them in size order. Maybe go from the ant to the bumblebee to the whatever might be next, the wolf or something like that, up to the, the camel and the elephant. But um, I'm doing this series on my Sam of Somalia Instagram um, of Somali wildlife. We're doing a Somali wildlife series and it, it transpires that um, today um, I'm doing the elephant on the some of Somalia Instagram. So if you want to go and see those, I just write a little paragraph about about how amazing this animal is, where they come from, their kind of conservation status and stuff like that. But anyway, I thought I'd tie this in with the uh, with the day that we do that on the Sam of Somalia account um, with with the elephant. So it's a, it's our elephant day. Before we get into the very translation of this and talking about it word for word and also try to draw out some benefits, inshallah, um, there are a few announcements. So first and foremost, the Arabic in 60 Steps program is closed. Um, our last student joined yesterday. Very uh, big, big congratulations to Rashid Ali, um, our friend from the USA. Um, Connecticut, actually. Big shout out to Connecticut. Connecticut. Um, yeah, so um, so that is so that's closed. That's the first thing. Next thing is because all of those spaces are gone, we are going to do the giveaways of these five art, five pieces of artwork that our sister, our calligraphy teacher at the Arabic in sixty steps program, Amina Sabir, um, has done for us. We'll announce those, um, today on the Arabic in sixty steps Instagram account. I'll leave uh, the link to it in the show notes as well. Or if you're listening to this on YouTube, it'll be in the in the description, obviously. Very good. So those giveaways will be announced today. Uh, Arabic in 60 Steps program is full, but there is an announcement of a of something new. Um, I have kind of hinted at it a number of times on my Instagram account. We've been I've just been giving it a code. I've just been calling it 3E8. So I can announce now what that means exactly, but there will be more information on the on, on, on the website, the Arabic in 60 Steps website, which I'll, I'll link up in the in the description as well. So what it is, is it's a three month intensive exclusive way of learning the Arabic in 60 Steps program with me personally, for only eight people. Like, the, the Arabic in 60 Steps program has kind of reached a size that I don't do a lot of, like, one-to-one or, or, or live class lessons. But I thought it would be a really nice way for me to for me to try it. So it's only for eight students on Earth. I'm only going to take eight people. And we're going to do an intensive over three months, the entire Arabic in 60 Steps program. And I'm confident that I can graduate you in that time. You know, and... It's a really good opportunity, inshallah, because like obviously the month of Ramadan falls in that time. There'll be an opportunity to benefit massively as well throughout that time and, um, and you know, and, and into the summer as well. So the way that we'll structure it is we'll maybe do three, three hours of lessons together a week, as well as kind of continued mentorship as well. You'll get the WhatsApp number and stuff as well. So when you're doing homework in your own time and things like that, then, um, yeah, but but I mean, but you'll, you'll get like three or four hours a week of my time live. Right. So, um, yeah, so it's incredibly valuable and something else that we'll do that's really cool is we'll record it. So we also get kind of your input, the questions that you would ask in the lessons. When we record it, we'll make that we'll make the whole recordings of it an asset as well that we will give to all of the students in the Arabic in 60 Steps program as well. So so we'll have the recorded lessons. You'll be able to refer back to them for life. And I think the other students as well and future students will benefit from seeing what kind of questions you asked and stuff, too. So anyway, I don't want to talk about that for too, too long. I already feel like I've talked about it too long because I, I will give more information on the website, inshallah. Um, but yeah, go to the link in the um, description below and go to the Arabic in 60 Steps website and uh, you'll see where we're doing Arabic in 60 Steps exclusive. Um, good. So that's everything. That's all the announcements. So let's get into it, inshallah. So 
So Allah says in the Quran, He says um, in, in Surah Al-Fili, in the, in the Surah of the Elephant. Al-Fil is the Elephant. And it's the 105th uh, Surah of the Quran, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. Good, so what did he say in the beginning? He says, Alam Tara, Alam Tara. Really nice, okay? Alif al istifham. This is an Alif question. Um, when you put Alif, uh, Alif with a Hamza on top at the beginning of a sentence like this, um, it turns it into a question. That There are some distinguishing features kind of between that and when we use Hel. Um, but but it, it, in, in essence, it would mean the same thing. If Allah had said, Hel Tara, like Hel, Hel Tara Kaifa, you know, did, did, you know did, did, you, did you see it? But um, but Allah is saying lam tara, lam tara. Lam is a way of saying didn't. Lam is a kind of a negative past, and the verb that comes after it um, is majzum, which is why this verb tara, the verb is usually ra'a, um, and it's, it's a, it, it is an irregular verb in Arabic. Like Generally, we don't use that kind of terminology about Arabic. We don't talk about verbs being irregular and irregular, etc., but um, but but this is a, it's it's pretty funky in the way it operates, um, because you can see like from the root letters, um, even though the verb is ra'a, um, there's only the ra left. It's tara with a fatha on top, right? And something that uh, that happens to verbs when they're majzum. We cover this in the Arabic in sixty steps program in step twelve, I think it is. Um, the 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 meaning of a verb to be jazm means that it's kind of squeezed. So rather than saying like tara, or um. Yeah, and, and, and pronouncing it fully, you kind of shorten the vowels in it. So, alam tara, did you not see? Did you not see? Kaifa, many of us be familiar with this word. You hear it in some of the earliest Arabic lessons. Kaifa haluka, how, how are you? And it just means how. Kaifa, did you not see how? Fa'ala, fa'ala means to do. Um, it is a verb to do. Um, we also kind of use those root letters um, to talk about morphology of Arabic verbs, you know, we, we talk about in like a three-letter Arabic verb, we talk about the fair letter, which means the first letter, the ayn letter, which means the middle letter, and the lam letter, which which is the last letter of a of a triliteral or a thulafi verb. So, did you not see how did Rabbuka, Rabbuka, Rabbu means the Lord, Rabbu, and it has to have a dhamma on it because it's the one doing the fa'ala. So, did you not see so did did you not see how did your Lord because of the ka robbuka and uh, we know that you know that the translator is kind of put in um, in brackets O prophet um, if if it said robbuki it would most likely be it would be speaking to a woman right but it's robbuka it's speaking to a man and and, and it's addressing the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the Quran so did you not see how did your Lord be al fil so what what your Lord did with the ashab ilfil, so the bit is here is kind of what he's done by them. Right, the bit is the by. Ashab is the um, is the plural of sahib, uh, which means like a companion or a friend of something or an owner of something. And here it is kind of the the uh, the owners of the elephant and the ashabi with the owners of the elfili of of the elephant the word elfil means an elephant there's no distinction in, in arabic just like in english between african elephants and asian elephants um and the plural of the word feel is afyal very nice you know i'd like us to kind of ponder upon something here quickly something that i thought about when i first read this is that the, the story of this is about an army coming from coming from southern arabia and they have elephants in that army and their objective is to destroy the kaaba that's kind of the, the the history behind it and the year in which this happened is the year of abraha and it's the year in which the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was born right he was born in that year 
And um, and I find it interesting that despite the huge crime they want to commit, they want to destroy the Kaaba. Despite that being their crime, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't call them the companions of destroying the Kaaba, or he doesn't call them the ones who wanted to destroy the Kaaba. He refers to them as the owners of the elephants, or the people of the elephant. Right, and I, I think I think there's something telling in that. Like I, I've, you know, like I, I feel like obviously when elephants are owned, by the way, they go through horrific torment. Like, like, and that, and that's obviously what these people would have had to commit against those elephants. Right, he's specifically referring to them. And I, I know obviously the most obvious reason of the most obvious meaning of it is because you know it's quite, it's quite outstanding, isn't it? When an army come with elephants, you know, I imagine that was pretty unusual in you know, in the year five seventy. Um, yeah, like that, that, that's kind of the obvious reason, but perhaps a further benefit that we can take is that it's blameworthy that they even kept elephants captive. You know, like honestly, if you, if you knew kind of how elephants need to have their, their souls destroyed to be held captive, like they're, they're not, they're not captive animals, they're not domestic pets like dogs and cats are. Like elephants, man, they, it, it's similar to dolphins. Like you'll notice, in, you notice with dolphins, if you ever see dolphins in captivity, they eat dead fish. Like when they're fed, they're fed dead fish, but dolphins don't do that in the wild like they don't scavenge dead fish so so they just need to have their souls destroyed they need to be starved until they learn to eat dead fish and there's way worse things that happen to elephants like and, and, and even really like awful things happen to asian elephants asian elephants are smaller and and kind of, kind of more tame than african elephants are but if you think geographically where this army is coming from they've got african elephants like you imagine the atrocities that have had to do to break the spirits of african elephants in order to use them in their army you know, because because today, like hardly any African elephants are kept captive. Like if you if there's like fifteen to twenty thousand elephants captive in the world, the vast majority of them are, are, are Asian elephants, if not all of them. I, I don't know of anywhere that keep African elephants, but um, but the, 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 I expect there are some though. So anyway, we'll continue with the Arabic. Alam yajal. See, I really like this as an Arabic teacher because <laughs> because Allah gives a nice Arabic language lesson here because Allah has used this construct of like, alam and then fi'l majzum, like majzum verb, right? Alam tara. Did you not see? And then in the next ayah, Allah is giving us a similar structure for us. Alam yaj'al. Did, did, did he not? The verb ja'ala, yaj'alu, which means to make something. Yaj'al, with a sukun on the end, is what is, is how we know that, is, that this is majzum. Did he not make? Did he not make? When we use the verb ja'ala to mean to make, by the way, we, we don't mean to, to build something. Like if I say I made a sandcastle, you wouldn't use the word ja'ala for that. There's a verb sonar for like manufacturing stuff or literally building stuff or, 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 the, or the verb bena, right? Like it's to do with specifically building things. But, but ja'ala is to make something into something, you know. You know, if you, yeah, if you make something beautiful, like this verb would typically take two objects. It'll be like I made, I made, um... You know, I made the man. A, I made the man a soldier. Like I made him into a soldier. You know, or I made, I made the tree into into firewood or something like that. So Allah is saying, did he not make kaidahum? A kaid is a plan. When people plan about something, it is it is a kaid. Kaidahum. The hum is um, yeah, is the plural. Obviously referring back to the ashab, the 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 owners of the elephant. Good. Did he not make their plan? Fi tadlil. Did he not make it in? Um, th- th- this this tadlil is um is translated as like frustrating their scheme, right? But tadlil isn't really about frustrating, to my understanding. Like the the you know the verb dalla is for something to be misguided. Tadlil is to kind of t- take something astray. 
so he he foiled their plans or something like that like he he um yeah he he took their he took their plans off course or something like that Podlil. there's um there's something that you hear i mean you know sadly i was thinking about this the other day that there are some of us who haven't been to jumara salah for like a year now because of the coronavirus like we can't go to the masjid and stuff but like in like we used to hear this verb on a weekly basis um uh, what is it um um well may yudlil you know, we hear that in the khutbah all the time. Um, yeah, whoever Allah has, whoever Allah allows to go astray, that there is no guidance for him. And yudlil is, is from the same verb as this is, but tadlil would be the mustard of the um, dallala verb, or the form two verb as we refer, it, refer to it in the Western culture. Good. And we sent. Arsala, the verb arsala is a form four verb meaning to send something. Good. Arsala alayhim upon them. The verb ala means upon and then him is um yeah, is is them. Upon them, tayran. Tayran. What is a tayr? This is a word we actually encountered in our lesson on the ant. Um because there are there were birds um in the army of Sulaiman, as um as the ayah in Surah Al Naml said, وَحُشِرَ لِسُلَيْمَانَ جُنُودُهُ مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنْسِ وَالطَّيْرِ فَهُمْ يُزَعُونَ. So the tayri is in the previous um, is in the previous lesson as well. So birds, he sent upon them tayran. They are tayran because this is the uh, this is the the مفعول uh, به or the object of the verb أرسل, which is why it has to be tayran. Tayran. Ababila, Um Yeah, this is just translated as flocks, and I think that's that's fine for us to. He sent he sent birds in flocks wise. Um, ababila. Um, it's not ababilan because this is one of the plurals, which is memnorman or sarf. Um, it, it cannot take tenween. Yeah, it can't be ababilan. Hence, why it is just ababila with one fatha on the end. Um, other other plurals that kind of take that pattern as well. The ababila things like um. Um, I'm blanking on it now. Maybe we'll come back to it, inshallah. Um, uh, what else? The the plural asabia. Um, that you know that that's obviously in that pattern as well, which is mam norman as sarf. Um, um, oh, this is an odd one, but qaratis, the verb qaratis, which is like the plural for parchments. Qirtas is a um, is like a parchment that you'd write on qaratis. Is the plural um, of it, and it's uh, yeah, it's memnorman as as I say. Next, tarmihim bihijaratin min sijil. Good, tarmihim. The verb rama um, is to throw something. So tarmi is uh, is referring to the birds that they threw. Tarmihim. They they threw to them hijaratin, bihijaratin rather. Sorry, um, they they threw they threw them by stone. Um, bihijara a hijara. Is stone, means sigil from sigil. Um, there are a number of like exegesises, if that's the plural of um, exegesis, um, on the word sigil, meaning that it's um you know there's kind of like a um you know there's a, there's a meaning behind it like sigil being a name of the place where the birds came from, but um but that that's not how it's translated though. Um, sigil is referred to as like a, a, of like baked clay, that's kind of how it's translated. The term sigil, good. Fajalahum, fajalahum. Good. We've seen the verb jala already. That means to make. But the fa is often translated best as just so. So he made them because of the hum is the them. Fajalahum, 
so he made them ka'asfin. This um this little um preposition ka means a like or or as something or like something, and um, and that's why it's ausfin. Ausf means like um straw or husk or something like that. Um, alausf. Good. He made them like straw. Um, ausfin. Um, ka'asfin me'kul. Think for a second what the root letters are of the verb me'kul. They are the root letters ekala. What does ekala mean? Ma ma'ana hadha al-fa'ala. Hadha al-fa'ala. Hadha al-fa'ala. Hadha al-fa'ala. This verb means um, to eat. Ekala. The verb means ekala. Good. And me'kul is in what pattern? Al-maf'ul. In the, this is kind of the passive participle. It has had that thing done to it. Um, yeah, good. So just similar to how we might have the verb kataba, we put it into the maf'ul, which makes which makes mektub. It means something has been written. Or if we take the verb as in this case, the verb akala, meaning to eat something, we put it into maf'ul, it means it has been eaten. So quite literally, he made them into eaten straw. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of also has the meaning of like chewed up, right? Like they got so battered by the stones that they're like chewed up straw, like you know, they've 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 been dealt with, they've been dealt with basically. Which I also, when I read that as well, I, it also kind of make, makes me think of the kind of food that elephants are force fed in captivity rather than in the wild, straw, in it. Like in the wild, obviously elephants have a massively varied diet, and um, yeah, so, so Allah has made them. Allah has made them similar to how they have made the elephants in which they enslaved. So um, that is a... I'm, I'm, I'm not giving an exegesis. I'm not saying that that's what Allah meant by this. I'm saying that just as a person who is talking about elephants at the moment, then um, perhaps there's a um, perhaps there's a, a poetry to that, which um, which we can ponder upon. Very nice. So that is everything. Um, that's everything for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you did, please don't forget to like and share this if you're um, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're on the podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us a rating, by the way. Um, those really help. If you can give me a rating, then I really, really appreciate that, inshallah. Um, you know, whatever it is. If it's five stars, I massively appreciate that. If it's one star as well, you know, it is what it is, and I appreciate your feedback. So, um, yeah, thank you all very much. Any information that you'd like on the Arabic in 60 Steps program, obviously, you can email me, sam at arabicin60steps.com, or you can DM me on Instagram. I will also link, I'll also put the link to um, to the Arabic in 60 Steps exclusive that we're going to start running. I'll also leave a link to that in my in the bio on my Instagram as well. So everything that you'll need um, is on my Instagram bio, really. Um, it is on my Instagram account for everything that you might might need link-wise from this episode. So anyway, guys, hope you have an absolutely amazing day. We will do another episode of this in a couple of days' time, inshallah. Um, I feel like it would be good for us to do the whale. I've planned a number of different ones, um, but I think it'd be nice to do the whale. Um, or the the hoot. But anyway, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Hope you guys have an absolutely amazing day. Take care. May Allah bless you guys. Assalamu alaikum.